I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Coco and I'm so happy you're here. Today feels a little bit different because my nieces and nephew came up to visit and I am currently under a blanket in my spare room trying to find a little bit of quiet and that may or may not happen. But I'm letting it be messy and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. My conversation is with a brilliant woman named Garrett Wood. I met her this past December. She's marrying an old friend of mine, and it was such a delight to meet her at this wedding we went to. It's not often that I meet people in the real world that are into personal development and mindset and all that delicious stuff that I've been just obsessed with for the last few years. So when when she started telling me what she did, I was just like, yes, another one of my people. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. We dive into all things about creativity and spirituality. She shares this reframe on the cross, which she calls Christ consciousness, which for me um, was a bit triggering at first, but then it was such a beautiful reframe. And I hope you, I hope you can take away something nourishing from that conversation as well. We talk about mindset and all things spirituality, and it was just a true delight to have her. She is the CEO and founder of Crossroads of Fitness, a mindset and transformational coaching business for high performers. She's been in the coaching space for eight years. She published her first novel, Dare to Move, in 2018, And after the book was published, she launched the Dare to Move podcast, where she creates coaching content and space for successful entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. She is a really awesome blend of mindset, fitness, and transformational coaching, and I'm thrilled to have her here. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Garrett Wood. much for saying yes to this um I think when I met you back in December it was like it was such a gift to me because when I'm out in the world not on the internet but like when I'm out in the world I kind of feel like an anomaly especially when I'm like around our friend group I am just like firmly into self-development and entrepreneurism Mm -hmm. and meeting you was like a breath of fresh air. So, uh, and ever since you kind of came into my world, it was just, it kind of felt like the universe being like, here's, here's another one of your people. Like, yes, they are. They exist. You belong with them. Go co-create with her. And so Mm. when it dropped down to have you on, like I had full body chills and that I've been trying to listen to 
that, you know, listen to my body more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at this. I listen to my body. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. I've been doing this 30 day intuitive painting challenge where I do like a little meditation and then I journal the message that comes through and then I immediately paint it. So like these take me like 20 minutes, which is very far outside of my perfectionist comfort zone totally cool. on purpose, messy. And even like, I don't even use paintbrushes. I, I was like, I'm going to just smush it, smush the paint and just let that be enough. And oh. I'm, I'm really loving it. So that was the message. Isn't that funny? But oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's almost done. Uh, I've got like five more paintings to go and I'm feeling like this excitement of like, okay, what is, what is this? Like, why did this come mm. to me? And it's so interesting that this season of the podcast is all about creativity and spirituality. And like this challenge is the embodiment of that. It's like, yes. Right. And, and like the idea, the message for the, the season of the podcast and this challenge kind of all came to me at once. And I was just like, geez, thank you. I've been trying to trust my creativity more. And instead of like trying to plan everything out, just kind of being like the, the universe will reveal the people that need to be here and I, the, 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 the messages and like all of it. And it's just been really cohesive and it's a reminder to just, yeah, let it in, just open and be available. Yeah. Um, trust the flow. It's right. Just, it's like the hardest part, I think for so many people to like let go and let it, let it flow truly. Yeah. Yeah. And once I've committed to it, it, yeah, that piece of the letting go and knowing that there's my, I used to kind of hold on to my ideas pretty, pretty hard and like almost like suffocate them. Cause I was scared. Another idea wasn't going to come through. And now I've just kind of moved into this place of like, it's endless and my ideas are meant for me. So like, there was also this, a lot of, um, I don't know why I had this challenge idea. I don't know why, like there was just so much like giving it away. And I was just like, there was just this kind of shift, I guess, in the last year, that's just like, no, I know why. I mean, I don't know the how or the bigger picture, but like those were for me, like nobody else had that idea. It was specifically for me. And now it's my job to hold space for it and just let it reveal itself, you know? And so, uh, it's been a really awesome year in, in that regard, like deepening my creative practices and trust. Yeah. Why don't you introduce yourself and let me know, um, you know, when I, when you came into my life, you invited me in and, it was really refreshing because I got to be part of a call that you had last week. That was really great for other entrepreneurs. And I, I know you wrote a book. There's a lot to you. And I would just love to hear it in your own words. Like what's your magic and kind of like what lights you up? I love the way you said that. What's your magic? Because I don't think people describe themselves that way. Uh, I am at a point in my life where I'm embracing my intuitive gifts much more and trying to move that way. I'm at a point in my life when titles don't feel as supportive as they once did. I spent many years worrying about what title I was wearing and how well it could or couldn't communicate what I was doing. And now I am more concerned with how I'm being. So 
I can introduce myself as a mother. I am being a mother. I am being creative. I have a podcast called the Dare to Me podcast. I am yearning to begin writing the second book I've been uh, trying to write for many years and it hasn't felt um, like it's being revealed uh, in the way that my first book was. So it's been on pause. Uh, my first book is called Dare to Be Still. And um, I'm currently doing two things uh, in, my, in my doing this. I am continuing to do mindset coaching. I work with about seven people at the moment, uh, mostly coaches, guides, healers, some entrepreneurs, and um, a banker at the moment, which is so silly. I say silly because um, what does it mean to be a banker? And, and how is that uh, masculine energy of numbers able to be softened? And most people don't look at it that way. And so he and I sometimes laugh about this work because it should be, we should be ourselves first. And how funny it is to have to find who we are and how funny is it that we've lived our lives not knowing. So that's really the journey I'm taking my one-on-one mindset clients through. And then I'm also building a company that will be ideally the pillar of where to go for your holistic mental wellness journey. So um, multifaceted, I wear many hats, but most recently I've been focused on coaching and motherhood. Beautiful. When you said banker, like when you were listing off the types of people that you're currently coaching and you said banker, my whole body was just like, uh, I guess it was just like, yes, I truly feel that everybody needs support to kind of like allow them the trueness of themselves to be, uh, kind of like encouraged to be let out. And it's such a gift to be able to like hold space for people. And I think everybody needs it. And when you said banker, I was just like, well, yeah, certainly like it doesn't have anything to do really with the buttons you're pushing as your job. But like, if you can be a more holistically well and open and available human, you're going to attract the the things that you desire. And I just recently had last week, like a really kind of like couple days of, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've experienced this of just like super expansive openness where things that I, that I desired just kind of like popped into my life. And so for instance, like I have this troubling relationship with a tenant that in a house that we own in Rhode Island. And the night before I previously was just like, we're trying to sell the house to them and it's just taking so long. And I'm just trying to be patient and trust in the good and believing them that they're like just doing the behind the scenes work that needs to get done to actually get this closed. But I needed to reach out to her and she's really intimidating to me. So anyways, I like unpacked all of that with my cousin the night before and I hadn't talked to her in weeks, my tenant. And then the next morning she texted me out of the blue and was just like, we're wrapping things up. I'm getting, she's an entrepreneur, they're entrepreneurs. So like when it comes to buying things, there's a lot of just settling that needs to happen in finances and stuff. It's not as simple to just like go get a mortgage. And so she reached out that morning and it, it just like reminded me, I mean, it was just this like opening breath of fresh air where I was just like, and the night before I was like, tomorrow morning, I am texting her and just checking in and, you know, I need you to hold me accountable because this is uncomfortable. And then the next morning, 
she texts me. And I was just like, wow, it was such a gift. And, and I think it came from me inviting my cousin up to come and, and stay for the night, which she had never done by herself. And her, she's my person growing up. Like she was like a sister to me. And I like, I, what I'm th thinking is that I asked her to come visit me. <clears throat> Plus my husband is not around right now. He's in Brooklyn for the last few months. So her coming up was really nourishing me. And I facilitated that. I asked her to come up. Uh, the next morning we like went out to breakfast. We went snowshoeing. We were like having fun. And it's like in this, this, this time of like really giving me what I needed. Like I was just like pouring into myself. It's like the universe just kind of opened up. And then like that same day when she left, I drove by this church that's being converted into this gorgeous studio. And I look, looked, felt compelled to get out and look in the windows. And then I met these people that owned it. It just was just like the things I'm desiring, like community. I mean, you live, I don't know how in the woods you live, but you look like you live in the woods in New Hampshire and I live in the woods in Maine. So like I've created a robust world on the internet, but to actually find my people in real life is like such a gift and I've been desiring it. And that just popped open too in the, that same day. And it just was this moment of realizing, and I know there's ebbs and flows, but when there is that expansion and it doesn't have to do with money, right? Like it doesn't, I feel like a lot of people talk about expansion and abundance in the way of like calling financial abundance in. But for me, it is calling in the things that I feel as abundant. So like community, I mean, obviously abundance as well with my tenant because we're selling the house, but it just felt incredible to give myself those things that I needed, like the playfulness, the adventure, the connection. And then all of a sudden it was just like, boop, here's some, here's some more, here's some more. Have you found that to be true? Do you have, can you yeah. see that? Absolutely. I think there's something about the process unveiling itself, right? Which is the feminine way, which is um, getting out of the masculine, getting out of our minds, as we were kind of talking about offline being in our bodies, which is really allowing ourselves to have the experience of life that we want to live. So going back to anchor client, you know, he's learning how to actually experience the day to day and the energy he wants to feel and how he wants to live. And not just, I'm going to grit through grind hustle until I get to some point, because what is that point, the right. ever elusive point. And as you were describing your day and like, oh, I want to feel nourished. I want to be supported. I have my cousin coming here. You know, there are people that could be listening who have wanted to invite a friend somewhere, but, oh, they might not want to come or, oh, it might be too much work. Or, you know, they talk themselves out of the thing that they really desire because when we tap into that feeling of expansionness and feeling the, the really gifting ourselves the experience of the day-to-day, minute-to-minute, present now that we want, the other things show up. So it's not lost on me that then the tenant came through and then, you know, we end up syncing up for my, what I literally call expansion call, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, it all always aligns. But I think that when we jump into the river of flow and we let go of the grip we have and we trust that it's all always happening for us, it we can. But when we're holding on so tight, like, no, it's going to be this way. And then this is going to happen. And we're planning it out in our mind. I think it's the, the famous Einstein quote, uh, quote, that my spiritual teacher always brings up something about, um, I'm going to totally botch it, but that we've been letting our 
souls be the slaves to our mind and it should be the complete opposite. Our mind is a highly functional, smart processing system that can help our soul's yearnings, but we kind of have it inversed. Yeah. So 100%, I mean, I could tell you so many stories of times I've been in complete surrender and trust and the most amazing things have happened. (laughs) I love it. Right. And I think also, um, I think another component of that kind of like being available for inspiration is also taking inspired action, inspired action, kind of like there's a passing of energy that is visceral. Like when I asked you to be on this podcast, there was this, like, I got the download and then taking that immediate action, like pushed that energy to you. I'm sure you felt it in my voice. And of course I tried to use, I think I might've used like audio or video inside because, and that was intentional because I wanted you to feel that it felt really exciting for me. And then hopefully that energy transferred to you. And then you felt excited about this. And I just think that the more we can pay attention to, to tending to our inspiration and taking action and, and, and I don't mean just like action, masculine action, but just flowing with it when we receive it and letting it move through. Because I think when it gets stuck here in your throat or chakra or whatever, and it gets stuck, it can't live its full potential, you know? Yeah. It, um, I do like inspired action or aligned action. I think a lot of people don't realize how over indexed they are in the action um, and I think from the little bit I know about you, it seems like you're so in, in flow and in stillness and you're, you're comfortable and your creativity and all of that. And at least you mentioned on the call, like you are in a place of taking action. Whereas I spent so many of my years in such like too much action. I needed to actually sit and be with feel. And there is such a difference between knowing where, where you are internally from stillness and to even be able to get those downloads. Like if you are going from point A to point B and jam packing your day and being in high beta, which is a brainwave state where we're thinking a lot, uh, you're not even available to have those downloads. So I think right. that's worth mentioning um, because you have to access a level of stillness and get out of that beta brainwave state in order to be in a place of rest awareness and then access higher guidance. Uh, and once you access it, there's going to be maybe micro actions that you need to take. And, and for me as a projector in human design and as someone with a defined throat chakra in, in human design, um, I actually have to hear myself speak first to see how it feels. So my micro actions are, I'm going to just like tell my mom about this idea and like see how I feel in my body when the, it comes out. Do I stumble on my words? Does it feel true for me? A lot of the time when we're saying something that's not true our voices go a little high and like yeah whatever it's like no I'm here and this is true and it's different and once you feel that then the action is like well of course I'm gonna do it so one of my um one of the podcasts that I've recorded it's just a coaching episode I recorded I think in 2020 or 20 I don't know maybe like a year and a half ago it's like, it's called need versus should. And it's probably the, the, the podcast I send to my clients the most because uh, when we're not taking action and we can't figure out why, sometimes it's because it's not even ours to take, right? It didn't come from that divinely inspired download that you've described so beautifully. Um, it just came from looking at what other people are doing. And then when we can't actually do the action, it's because it wasn't our action to take. 
And then the other, like when we are in need energy, like, I need to pack my bag because I need to go to the gym because I'm really excited to move my body because I want to lose 10 pounds, whatever. That need energy, like nothing's going to stop you. Um, And if you're not, if you feel like, no, there is a need, but I'm still having trouble getting out of bed or still having trouble actually getting to the gym, that usually comes from a limiting belief. And you have to be able to slow down and be able to be in stillness to even be able to discern between that as well. Um, totally. So that's sort of a long-winded way to say, like, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I take those micro actions to test what inspired action is going to feel best. Um, but it's all an internal process that no one else can tell us how, when, or what. Yeah, totally. That. Look at the, yesterday's message. I am still. It's so, mm. it's so, um, and now you're like, I listened to my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This 30 day project has been like, if like when I share them all kind I'm looking forward to sharing them all. And I mean, it will be just a beautiful display of where my mind's been obviously. And the, and the messages that I've needed, but I think they're pretty universal anyways, but I think, I think making sure that we create space lately, I've been taking myself on adventures, which feels really exciting to be intentional about giving, again, giving myself what I need. And it's, it's beyond self-care. It's, it's about like being quiet, being still, I mean, not, maybe not physically still, maybe you're walking around, but just not being in the noisiness of maybe around other people or listening to podcasts or whatever. I am guilty of this. I am always like, multitasking, you know, around the house, you know, listening to podcasts, but it's only when I slow down and, and just give myself some space, does the real good stuff come through. And I think that it is perfectly linked spirituality and creativity. You can't really have one without the other. And the more you dial in practices that feel right to you in certain seasons, like it's interesting. You're a mindset coach. You seem pretty disciplined for me. I like the idea of routines, but I tend to not be able to stick with them forever. And there was a lot of shame in that for a while. And now I am switching instead of like creating the routine to stick with it's, well, what's the need that I'm satisfying that I want to satisfy? Is it that I want to do X, Y, and Z every morning, or is it that I just want to nourish myself every morning. And so like in that, what feels good that day? And that feels more sustainable to me. My father-in-law can do a task that he was told to do like eight years ago at physical therapy for the rest of his life. Like I cannot do that. So I think finding that underlying need for me is more important. Can you speak to that? Yeah. It's so funny. I I mean, we never know. I think you and I are both, uh, really good in our podcasting uh feminine energy of like where are we going I don't know and it's funny because this is all coming back to what is the experience I want to have in my body at any given moment um so for you you're like I want to get out of the house I want to go on adventures and I actually love that word I'm type seven on the Enneagram I actually have a little boy who's 10 months old and I'm worried I'm using it too much. I'm like, we're gonna go on an adventure and we're just like running an errand I'm like oh no he's I'm like downplaying the energy of adventure but anyway that's an aside um you want to feel adventure and that's what's been you've been feeling called to and 100 spirituality is 
creativity. They are one and the same. And, you know, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. is, I think, an amazing guide for anyone who is like, wait, spirituality, I think of traditional religion and creativity. I like, I can't connect the dots. Like, read that book because she talks about in really easy to understand terms, just how connected the two are. And um, really, truly, we have to be in that state of connected to ourselves first to get those downloads. And so for me, I'm a Virgo moon. Virgos are like super organized. Like we love routine. There's a couple other placements in my natal chart that would say like, I like routine. So I can stick to things pretty well. um, And they give me a a sense of control, which is like one of my shadow values. And for me, it all works to have a pretty general routine. However, I'm a projector and my energy ebbs and flows. And there's some mornings where I'm just like, nope, don't want to do it. And one of the things I love about myself (laughs) is I don't shame or get myself anymore. I would say in my early 20s, I'd be like shaming myself for not going to the gym or shaming myself for not having the smoothie I always have. And so part of maybe the last five years for me has been honoring my general yearning when it shifts. And I think that there's so many people who move through life having experiences they don't want to have being in environments they actually don't want to be in and using, you know, they could use creativity to escape it mentally. Um, But I think the goal and and what we're really sharing here and kind of dancing around is that we have the ability to create our lives, whether that's our routine, our habits, our lifestyle at any moment, whether you're a banker working eight to five and you don't like that lifestyle, but it feels really stuck or not, like we can create it. You want to start creating adventures? You can, and you are, and you're a perfect embodiment of that for your listeners. But for me, I've been working on embodying more freedom. Of course, my Enneagram 7, I always need freedom. Um, and really honoring who I am as Garrett before mom, because mm-hmm. I think that I've always had a strong sense of self and I don't want to lose that as a mom. And the even more I can discover about myself, even more I can embody for my son to feel confident in exploring and being who he really is as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Being a parent is like between being a parent, like a a conscious intentional parent and, and then also becoming an entrepreneur has been the best gift of my life. Because if I think back 10 years, I was, I felt like I wanted more, but I didn't understand that I needed to like unlock who I was. And then also raising children, especially now mine are five and seven, they're starting to not be so egocentric. They're starting to notice the world around them and how they, how they make people feel and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, it's so clear to me, the things that I do are, it's like the things that I've worked on now in the last five, 10 years, I'm like, I don't want you to have to work on this stuff. I don't want you to have to be, you know, worry about your worthiness or your, you know, you're creative and we're all creative. And, you know, it's such a beautiful gift to myself because I'm mothering them and also mothering, remothering myself. And it's just, um, powerful. It really is. It really is. And actually creativity, like the way I see it is it's not necessarily like being artistic. I mean, it's not being artistic. It's not necessarily creating art. It's, it's, it's like a lifestyle. It's, it's embracing creativity. I mean, I am creative throughout my entire day. I'm creative with how I parent and how I 
make this home and how I show up for my life. And, and the more I, I mean, this has been my mission now for like, I'd say like a year and a half really kind of, it came clear, like everybody has a creative self and like, that's what I want to bring to the world. And, and I want to embody that, but I've not always been this version of myself. I have, I am completely self-taught in all the art that I do. I never went, I never took a single art class in college and which is like really hurts my heart. Cause I'm just like, what was I doing? I was, you know, like, what was I doing with all those extra credits? Um, and I just feel like if we give ourselves the things that we need, like rest and, and, and filling our cups with the things that delight us and being playful, if we put that stuff into our daily lives, it's like compost and it's like everything else can grow out of that. And so I feel like you're more available for inspiration when we are nourishing ourselves. I grew up with a mom that was very like doing it all, like totally spread thin people pleaser. And it worked until it didn't, but it was, it is like the lesson of my lifetime because what was modeled to me growing up was doing it all, saying yes, being everywhere, burning the candle at both ends. And I can't be like that if I'm going to be my happiest self. Like, I think, I think my mom didn't understand that she didn't have to sacrifice so much. Like, I think we don't have to, we can fill our own cups up. And I know that's like, that phrase is just so used up, but it is so true that when we pour, give ourselves what we need, even if that means like laying in bed and reading when there's dishes in the sink or, you know, and not allowing that shame of like shoulds to come in. I just, I feel like we, we, it's our responsibility to nurture ourselves and nourish ourselves. And once we do that, then so much can grow out of that and an inspired life can come, but we have to be committed to ourselves and not just, not just when we're completely empty, but every day. 100%. It's, um, to me, creativity is a high level of consciousness because if you look at um, David Hawkins' uh, scale of it, I mean, it literally is one of the highest, yeah. it's like a, a stair step kind of, um, and you have to be out of fight or flight. So if you're not nourished, you're going to be in fight or flight. Like I am really thirsty, like, or you're not, you don't have shelter or you're afraid, like you, you have to get out of fight or flight, right? Then you have to get out of reactivity being triggered and then I mean you just have to go up the ladder and so when you're uh consciously conscious all the time you have the ability to access creativity and I think in general if you're creating from from no thing like as Joe Dispenza would say nowhere no place no past you have infinite ability like if I'm not remembering what I did yesterday I'm just doing what I feel like today and how I want to experience that um you know, in my body, going back to that theme. And so I really believe that looking at, okay, this is the life I want to live. This is what's been modeled to me. It's all conscious creation because instead of um, what you described as sort of like the good girl syndrome, right? You have to say mm -hmm. yes, you got to do all these things. It, it really teaches you to react to the world around you, to be good and to dishonor what you really want. And that's what I think as a society, we're all remembering truly. 
Um, I could find similar examples from my childhood with my type two on the Enneagram mother. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's really, it's really true. And it's um, something I think we all need to be aware of. Like, when am I not honoring my own yearnings, how I want to live my own life? Yeah. I have a question. Do you think that we are collectively having an awakening or do you think I'm just so firmly inside my silo on the internet filled with women specifically that are learning to say no and, you know, giving themselves what they need? What, what do you think? I think that there are, I mean, we're in the age of Aquarius. I think a lot of people are, um, and I think there's levels to that, right? There's some people that are not ready to be still. They still want the 10 steps to more revenue, or they still want the uh, five ways to be yourself program. Uh, there's some teachers, I won't name names, who are very, very famous that are really leading still, although they say it's girl power, it's still boss babe masculine. Yeah. It's just masked. Um, but I do think that even some of the friends I would have never thought that I could tell uh, some spiritual stuff uh, can actually hold their own in the conversation now. And, and so I use a lot of my friends from college as sort of my touch point because some of them have not done this work. They haven't hired a coach. They haven't done any level of like meditative spiritual awakening stuff. Uh, and yet they can hold space for it. So I, I would say yes. And there are varying degrees of it. Yeah. Um, I grew up, uh, in grow, grew up Catholic and, um, so same with my husband, we grew up in the same church and that we, we don't participate in that anymore at, at all. And there was definitely like a part of my life where I was rejecting it. And I also kind of lumped the word spirituality. Like I didn't understand that there was a difference between religion and spirituality. And now I'm just like, yes, give me all the spirituality. Like, even if I don't, if, even if it doesn't resonate with me, I like, it's like, I'm seeing what's out there and just being like, what feels good for me. It's just like being a vessel and opening up. It's all inside of us. I think that's the difference that I needed to hear when it came to like unpacking the dogma of religion for me and why it didn't feel good to me. And it was like, oh, because in, well, the way I was raised, you, you, you ask, you give it away, you got it because somebody gave it to you, but not somebody, you know, but and, and once I kind of like clicked to me and, and whom I don't know where I heard it, because obviously these same messages I'm hearing from a million people and like, eventually it just soaks in and it just becomes the fabric of me now. But once I realized, oh, all I have to do is ask myself, like, we all know the answers to our questions. We just have to be willing to like ask ourselves and sit still enough to listen to the answers and then like accept the answers. And I, I just... I don't know. I'm curious, like, where did you start when it comes to like religion and how did you end up where you are? And then also maybe you could just, what do you consider spirituality? Oh, it's such a good question because I think with the level of awakening that's happening, people are sort of spooked by spirituality and that word. And what does it mean? And yeah, great question. Um, I was raised um, Christian Presbyterian specifically went to Bible school and there was always this like 
level of feeling like it was the moral thing to do. And I'm a Libra rising and I care about right or wrong. I at least I used to. Um, and so there was a part of me that felt like, okay, I'm in the right place. I should do this. This is what you should do in our culture. And somehow still though, I did have my own connection with God. Like I felt way more comfortable praying, having conversations with myself in my own like little girl bedroom than I did at church. Like that kind of felt a little weird to me. Um, and I, as soon as um, single mom, three kids were really busy on the weekends with sports, like we stopped going to church and I actually did not miss it. Part of me felt like bad about it. And then this girl in high school, I'll never forget her name's Megan Shelburne. She had said, you don't, uh, you know, you don't have to park in a garage to be a car. And I was like, oh, it like gave me permission to like, be like, yeah, what I do pray at night and the kind of connection I do have, like that does count. Right? right. So I was so spiritual without realizing it and being guided and being connected and asking questions, um, sort of just what I did. And then, you know, for me, if we're connecting creativity to spirituality, like when I wrote my book, it came to me and I knew the difference. I knew the difference of when I was like, oh, it's time to write. I should, I should go write now and trying to push it versus like, oh my God, I'm walking down the street. I don't have a pen, but this is coming through. Ah, mm -hmm. I need to audio it to capture it. Um, that's coming through and that's spiritual. So to me, when I realized like spirituality is really energy, it's energy healing, it's the wind, it's the earth, it's um, I connect, it's the way my heart feels when I'm having a great conversation with a friend. Um, all of that is energy, it's connected, we are, are all it. Um, and there's so much still to be discovered. That was really powerful to me. There's actually an image one of my friends posted of, it's like the planet earth and it's a hand that's inside the earth inside like a circle essentially and the fingers coming out of the earth are like little people and basically that um there's a lot of schools of thought like we are all god we all we're just divine in a body we're spirit in a body we're having a spirit we're having a human experience and so uh, we all are our own soul but and we are also an energy and how can we uh connect to that source and really my um journey right now is focused on being constantly connected and guided and coming from that place and um, and really specifically working on, if we're looking at energy, where I can scaffold and neural network my own um, chakras and, and come into my own spiritual gifts. So specifically, um, I think I am gifted in six, ninth and 11th. So 11th is your hands. Um, my third eye and my crown chakra are where I'm working on my spiritual gifts and how I can use those to, to better live this life. Oh, that's so interesting. I am just getting into human design. I'm a generator and just learning about it has really given me permission to like reevaluate how I how I am, like how I am. And it's giving me permission to just kind of create around how I am versus, and now from, from this perspective, it's like, well, yeah, obviously you're going to create, especially since we're making all this up anyways, as entrepreneurs, if we're making this, all this up, let's make it feel the best possible in the ways that are like, like a river, like flowing a river and going around rocks and stuff versus forcing it to be this one way, you know, step by step by step. And I find that, um, Lately, I've been, I've been using one, another one of the paintings is I am a vessel 
it feels like right now the message that I'm trying to bring, and it feels really congruent with this season of the podcast is being open and clear enough doing the things in my day and for myself to allow myself to be, to get the inspiration. And then also, but being the vessel is like getting the inspiration and then moving it through, knowing that these ideas are for me and I am the one that is divinely picked to move them through. And they're not like, it doesn't have to be like enormous life-changing ideas. Like I, I, I worry that sometimes when I'm talking about inspiration and ideas, like I have tons of ideas all day long, even just how to like rearrange something or whatever, but taking at that action when it comes through and like not letting it get stuck with the perfectionism programming or whatever, but just like being this vessel and like, how, how can I create this human experience, like as being available as possible to inspiration. And I do love the idea of that we are, you know, having a human experience because I do feel that what's most important is not the output our brain can do or like the calculating our brain can do, but the spirit inside of us. And I think that once I started thinking about spirituality and creativity, and I started like taking the word spirituality and I'm just like, spirit is inside of all of us. And I think that that's what makes us special is our spirit. We are all creatures of this bigger fabric of the universe and we need each other as humans, we need each other and we need the community and we need to move the energy through us. Like this pandemic has been so challenging for all of us in so many ways, but I think that like separating and retreating into our homes has done something to us. And it does, it makes complete sense because in my world, I can see people like now coming back out and gathering and like creating these more intentional spaces together and it makes so much sense that that's like what we're collectively desiring because we need it. We need, our spirits need other spirits to pass this energy through. Yeah. A lot of how we make sense of the world is through stories. I mean, hence why podcasts <laughs> do so well, um, because we want to connect to, to that, like, like energy, um, people who are going through what we're going through, who can understand it and who can give us a new perspective or mirror back to us what's actually happening if we're not present to it. And it's, it was definitely a huge void, I think, during the pandemic. Um, but something that just, um, I was just reminded of going kind of back to the question of religion and spirituality is, you know, I don't subscribe to the dogma of church. I don't connect with it. I don't feel, I didn't feel called to it at all. I, I probably, I don't want, I'm not getting married in a church, um, mm -hmm. none of that. And there is a rising body of work that talks about Christ consciousness and what he really was sort of doing and saying. And I was sort of explaining it to you because it makes a lot of sense to me now, um, regardless of what you believe um, religiously, to use that word, um, about Jesus or not, if he really was here and he was a messenger, there is so interesting. Um, I learned this recently, um, actually over the last, since the pandemic is sort of when I first did a workshop on it, but if you look at the cross as an X, Y axis, and you look at the vertical one going up like ascension, right? There's all this talk in spiritual community of like, we need to ascend. We need to like become better and expand and have all these enlightening experiences. And if you look at the bottom of that, that's dissension, 
we also have to be grounded in it. And he, if whatever you believe about Jesus, we're not like, if he came here, he came here grounded the energy from God, right? Which would be high if we're looking at it that way. So when we have, let's say, an enlightened experience or a creative thought or an inspiration, we also have to ground it. So that's yeah. that Y axis. And then the X cross is finite to infinite. So finite is like, I'm holding this pillow here to act like a sound buffer. And that's the finite. I can look at it. I can touch it. It's here. It's one pillow. And the infinite is like, it's like how Joe Dispenza talks about creating from the infinite field. It's like, you know, talk about the ideas that you have or for you, the ideas I have or for me. It's like, yeah, what Elon Musk thinks about, they are definitely for him. <laughs> He's yeah. probably one of the only people sitting around deciding how, not, not only that we're going to go to Mars, but how, and then actually taking action on it. I always use him, him as a fun example because it's true. What comes through for us comes through for us. But Going back to this X, Y axis, that's Christ consciousness. It's that we're here to be enlightened and be grounded in that and embodied in what our spirit is here to carry from our own enlightenment and be here on earth doing it. And the finite is like, tastes like chocolate, chocolate smells like chocolate. I can experience it. And the infinite is what else can I pull in and ground here and now? So I just, it's something I'm still in, in inquiry about and, and understanding, but it is so powerful to me because that symbol is everywhere on this planet. What we're like, it, it, the, the cross, but like, I don't see it anymore. Like I did when I was younger. Oh, religion, that thing. Now I look at it from a spiritual lens. Then that's what I'm curious about. Not from a religious uh, sense, but from a, how can I embody what I'm attuned to and experience how can I live that? And not from a, you know, Jesus Religious, died for my yeah, sins and I'm bad because that's all polarity to keep us in fear. It's yeah. more about how can I embody my own stuff and tap into the infinite in this lifetime. And so it's an interesting turn for me to look at, um, yeah, where I was and, and where I'm going from a spiritual lens versus um, a religious lens. Well, I have to, I have to thank you because that is, I think I can feel that being such a gift for me because I, I find religious dogmas and all that shame, all that stuff to be Polarity, so, yeah, I'm just fear like, based. it is, yes, it's so, I have a really hard time with it. And so I'm very averse to that whole world. I'm just like, I just, it just constantly reminds me like, no, 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 you have it inside of you. You don't need, you don't need that. And, and so anyways, I think that you explaining what the cross, which you're like choosing to see the cross as now is going to, it feels like the very beginning of something changing for me, a shift, because I can let it remind me of of what I hold dear when it comes to spirituality versus that old dogma and fear-based religious stuff. And I just thank you. Cause when you first started saying like, even the word Christ is triggering to me, Christ, God, like all that kind of stuff. Like I For really, a lot of people, yeah. I, I really needed to like turn this way and be like, okay, well, there was that time in the middle where I'm like, I think I'm an atheist, but I just realized mm -hmm. that like, I'm actually just not interested in the man-made, mm -hmm. in the man-made stuff about spirituality. Polarity. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like that emblem, that symbol, symbolism is everywhere. And if we, like you said, are reacting to it, which we both sound like we had a reactive, like, ugh, like, ugh, I don't want to be a part of that experience. If we stay in that energy, that polarity, and that still invokes some level of, of shame. Yeah. And if we can just see it as like, oh, I interpret it this way now. Right. The embodiment of my own gifts. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I have full body chills because the word that I, that I felt kind of like, I felt the word judgment floating away because that is what I feel when I, that's not, it's not sexy to say out loud. It feels kind of gross to say it, but there is a, 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 an amount of judgment that I have towards that whole world. And yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because it feels so much more alive. And I did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a fun way to feel. And it only continues the shame that I think some people feel from this notion of, oh, I sinned or I was wrong. And uh, my mission is to help people get out of the polarity in general Mm. with themselves in their life. Like, oh, well, that was bad. Or because then that's just, oh, I feel bad about that. That's guilt, that shame. It's like, how can we bring ourselves to higher vibrational emotions? Right. Because in our day to day experience. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Last thing. It's really impressive to me that you wrote a book and I was just wondering if there's anything that you wanted to speak to in the process of writing the book of like birthing the book or this new one that you feel is coming or on, you know, on the horizon coming your way. Um, If you could just speak to the creation of that, I find it really inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. It feels like the the perfect place given all that you stand for. Um, You know, it's something I always wanted to do. I was a storyteller in kindergarten. I think I won some storyteller award. Uh, And when I knew I was going to do it, it was sort of like that moment of jumping off the cliff before I even started writing. I actually don't even remember when I started, but I remember when I had 10,000 words and I was like, whoa. Um, And it's, it was a process that unfolded and I tried to be with it because it was, it's a story based on my life which there was a lot of shame around that. Oh, am I selfish? Am I self-centered? Is this about my ego? Um, so I had to get out of my own way, but something just kept telling me, no, you got to tell your story. You got to tell your story. And there was so much healing that happened because my process was, I'm going to light a candle and I'm just going to like cry a lot when I write this and let it out. Um, I'm going to be with it early in the morning before work. I'm going to write when I don't have plans because I'm in my twenties in a new city and I don't know a lot of people uh, yet. Um, it was just a really cathartic experience. It was emotional and it took a lot of getting out of my own way. And even still, um, this is a story based on true events. So there are a few events that are not 100% true in the story. Uh, I will say, because I wanted to make it a little more interesting at the end. Um, but I will say 95% of it is true, but a novel based on true events felt better for me than a memoir. Um, probably because of my ego being like, who am I or whatever. Um, and when I published it, so I did the self-publishing route and it was scary, but I didn't feel like waiting for an editor. It just felt like this is how I want to birth it. I can control the process. I bootstrapped the whole thing. I worked with a content editor for many, many years, literally three years. Um, she really helped pull out of me like, can you give me a little more here? Go deeper. I'm not sure I'm getting this right. Like, So anyone writing a book, really consider investing in a content editor 
especially if you don't have a publisher that is giving you the content editor or guidance on content. It is so nice to see how it's landing with somebody else. So anyway, um, I self-published and I did two book launches on my own, one in Chicago, one in Boston, book parties. It felt like no one cared. It felt like no one came. I did do some good pre-sales, but the whole process of getting it out there and the birthing for some reason felt like a failure. And I, I feel like somehow that connects to women who have had bad birth stories, um, yeah. interestingly, because we all have this idea of how we think it's going to go and then it's not. And uh, I also will say that the process of writing it felt like being pregnant for three years because it's being created every day, whether you put pen to paper or not, especially if it's a personal story, because you're still living your life. So it was just, it was an incredible journey. I will never forget it. And after the dust settled, I had sold some books. I still sell a few now and then. It's called Dare to Move on Amazon if anyone wants to buy it. I realized recently I had shame around it still. And when I was 28, I published it and I had shame around the story because it talked about three-year-old me and I didn't I didn't relate to her anymore. And I was a little embarrassed of her, but I knew someone out there could relate. So I still published it. And now that I'm 31, I look back at 28 year old me and I'm like, oh, I can't believe she did that, man. Like that was risky and that was hard and that was scary. And you really put yourself out there and I'm still dealing with even just feeling like maybe my launching failed even. So it's just such an intensive process and it's so beautiful. And a random aside is that my baby, my actual baby son, he was born <laughs> April 8th. And that's when I submitted my Dare to Move book to Amazon. So if you look at published date on Amazon, I think it says April 12th, but it takes a few days for Amazon to accept it. I put it out there on April 8th. So my book baby and my firstborn are born on the same day, which that's is really amazing. cool. And um, I, I will say for the second book, I'm just waiting to have, I call it the writer's urge where you're just like ready and you just go and it's like downhill skiing. And for me, it's a really fast it's careless. There's a lot of typos at first. It's just about getting story down. Um, candidly, I think I have 6,000 words on it, but I haven't looked at it in maybe like nine months. Um, because when I'm ready, I'm ready. And there's no looking back. It's literally a jumping off the cliff moment. And I think a lot of people that are looking to do creative endeavors don't quite go all in that way. But speaking to the theme of this entire uh, podcast recording we're doing, you'll know it when you feel it and there's no looking back. And so I'm sort of a, in a middle space of living my life and creating it without putting pen on paper. And, and when it's ready, it will be there. And it's going to be called dare to be still um, because dare to move was my maiden time. And it was all about movement and action and messy action and, you know, dating Mr. Wrong and failing in your career, but becoming empowered and, Dare to be still will be much more about conscious creation and not reacting to life. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about it. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so interesting because, because when you are creating anything, it's so vulnerable, especially when you're telling your story. But, you know, I just, for anyone listening, everybody's story is valuable. Like I know our egos get in the way and we're like, but who cares about our stories? But I'm telling you, it is such a gift to put words around experiences. I mean, you've done over 300 episodes of your podcast and you've put a book out into the world and you're writing another one. And it is just such a gift. And it doesn't, you know, if we can 
try and focus on the, I mean, of course you want your stuff to be successful. One of my greatest fears, I think I shared this in our um, call last week was people not caring about my work. But when I root down into like, this is my truth. And I know that there's somebody out there that that it's going to like just help a little bit because I think we all have these universal struggles. So thank you for sharing that process. And I'm really excited. Oh, and you just recently, did you just get, did you get through your entire book? You just recently reread it, right? Yeah, I actually am halfway um, <laughs> because I read, I read the parts that I love the first part one and part two and part three is where things got messy and I was like feeling a little resistance didn't bring it with me on this trip, but I'm going to go back uh, and finish it because there's something there and I know there's something there. And it's like, I'm like, oh, am I ready to see it and feel it? Um, it's a little more dramatic of a section, that part. Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity to acknowledge that like you're having resistance. It's not that it's unsafe. It's that there's just something on the other side. And so like on the always on the other side of resistance, that's the indication that there's something to be mined on the other side and it's just getting ourselves to get there. So good luck with that. I would love to, yes. hear, to hear what comes forward, but I don't want to keep you any longer. This has been just such a joy, but I do want to acknowledge that you are marrying one of my oldest friends. And when I met you recently, it was just such a joy because I have such a fondness for Jeff just as children, like we were children together and it's just really nice to get to know you and to, um, I'm just excited to have you in my life because you're definitely pretty amazing. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me and for saying that I have full body chills. It's great. It's just amazing to meet someone from his network too. And he's such a special, amazing person. I talk about him a lot in my work. He's my muse, if you will. Um, and I love and honor what you're doing and how you're sharing this ancient, beautiful, natural process called creativity that we've lost sight of, um, on our planet and in our culture. And, um, I'm grateful to be included in this body of your work and, um, I'm sure it won't be our last yeah. together. Yeah. I need to paths, have you on dare to move. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that so much. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy Miami and the warm weather and, uh, thank I'll be up here you. in the snow. <laughs> so anyway, it is nice to be away, be away in the sun, but yeah, thank you so much. All right. Wasn't that great? She's just such a force of good when it comes to mindset and creating and just transferring inspiration into reality. So I hope you enjoyed our episode together. You can follow her over at Garrett N. Wood over on Instagram. And her podcast is called Dare to Move Podcast. I'll link all of this in the show notes. And I would love it if you loved this episode. Share it, tag us, let us know what what really resonated. And if you feel pulled, I would love it if you left a review for us. It means the world to me. And I'm just so happy you're here with me taking care of your creative self week after week. So 
I guess that's it for this week. Next week, I'm really excited. I am going to be unpacking a retreat I just created for myself this past weekend with a girlfriend of mine. And there's so much to mine from from what we discovered about ourselves, and I can't wait to share. So until then, just remember, I love you. You are enough. You are worthy. And go do something to delight your creative self. Go for a walk in the woods. Go paint something, color play, whatever, build Lego, go do something fun. And I'll talk to you next time.